the bishops of Mexico have approved of the Mayan mass. That's right. We're talking about the ancient Mayans. They're going to be getting their own mass here soon. We're going to go through the details of what the Mayan mass is going to look like. And do we even need a Mayan mass? I'm always confused by all these specialty masses. You got George Floyd mass. Last time I checked, he's not Catholic. He's not a saint. You've got polka mass. I mean, just stick a pencil in my ear. I do not want to go to polka mass. I don't want to go to mariachi mass. I've been to mariachi mass in the past. Although I live in Texas, not a mariachi fan. Doesn't mean I'm racist. Doesn't mean I'm a bad guy. My good buddy, Joey, you see him. He moderates in the comments. He's coming here to pray rosary tonight for our men's group. He can't, he's Mexican. He can't stand the mariachi mass. Now we're going to go full on Mayan mass. And where does this stop? Where do we end with the theme masses? I've long said, hey, I deserve to have a Texas cowboy mass. You know, we all get together. We wear our boots. Maybe we tuck our jeans in the boots. We wear big buckles. And we have liturgical elements that are based on the Lone Star State. Why can't we have that? Mm, because that's a white guy thing. The idea here is Europe, Rome, all of that is somehow evil colonization, and we got to get back to the roots and create these liturgies that never existed. They never existed. And for some reason, they have to be created. And this is really part of the problem with the Novus Ordo. The Novus Ordo, from its very beginnings, from its origin, the Novus Ordo, beginning in 1970, was all about cultural, not cultural appropriation, cultural, what's the word? Insertion into the liturgy. Now, we know that that happens with art, architecture, that's fine. But when you start changing the text of sacred scripture, sorry, sacred litur liturgy, you are now changing the faith. Lex orandi, lex credendi. The law of prayer is the law of faith. And so we're going to look at what the Mexican bishops have proposed, what the Mexican bishops have approved, and what the Mexican bishops are pushing for Rome to approve as the Mayan liturgy. All right, so here it is. This version here is translated. These are the indigenous liturgical adaptations. And you have to ask yourself, why is it that when we had holy saints evangelizing these people, we're talking about Jesuits, Franciscans, Dominicans, all them, why did they not incorporate all of these glorious liturgical things? 
Here's the article. This is from the Spanish version of EWT and the Conference of Mexic of the Mexican Episcopate has recently presented to the Vatican for its approval a series of indigenous liturgical adaptations for the celebration of Holy Mass in the originating peoples of the country. What are they about? And here's a quote right here. It's not a matter of creating a new indigenous rite, but of incorporating the liturgy various ways of these people to relate to God and that manifests the same as the Roman rite, but in its cultural form. One of the really cool things, if you read the biography of Archbishop Marcel Lefebvre, is his experience in evangelizing peoples. At one point, he was the apostolic delegate over most of Africa, the middle part of Africa, all the way going over to Madagascar. And he saw the incredible faith of these African Catholics. They were chanting the Kyrie, chanting the Gloria, chanting the Creed. They knew their catechism. They knew the sacraments. These were people who were alive in Jesus Christ. And this had all been done in just one, two, three generations in some of these places. And so when he when he experienced all of this in Africa, this remarkable evangelization and their embrace of the Roman rite, when he sees the new mass, the new mass is there to somehow enculturate their worship experience. He knows it's a gimmick because he's a real missionary working with real indigenous people and he sees their excitement and their total transformation in Christ. He knows it's a gimmick. I have a friend who said his parents and grandparents were converted by the Holy Ghost Fathers. That was the same order as Marcel Lefebvre. And they knew their catechism. They knew the Gregorian chant. And they said after the into the 1950s, after the 1960s, these with it bishops and priests came to Africa and like, oh, you like to beat on drums. Here, play on this drum during Mass. And they were offended. Bang on this drum during Mass. When they had memorized the Latin responses and the chants, the creed, the Agnus Dei, the Our Father, they knew these things by heart. And you come in and say, bang on a drum because you're African? Sounds kind of racist to me. The same thing. The my I I know there are some people who are still Mayan and hold to ancient Mayan beliefs. Very small, tiny, tiny. You have to go to places like Guatemala, parts of Belize. I've seen some of these people in Belize. But for the bishops of Mexico to create a Mayan mass. The Mexican people were converted by Our Lady of Guadalupe. They entered into and started attending the traditional Latin mass from the 1500s until 1970. And it was a lot more Catholic. It was a lot more Christian. It was a lot more wholesome. It was a lot more traditional. It was a lot more family-centered than what has happened since the 1970s, 80s, and 90s in Mexico with an increasing abortion rate, an increasing divorce rate, and then a decreasing rate of ecclesiastical participation 
and mass attendance. It's just the facts. But the answer is to bring in a Mayan right, a Mayan mass. We are studying and seeing what things could be assumed within the Catholic liturgy, what things yes, what things not. This is the problem, all right? We are not the lords and masters of the liturgy. The liturgy forms us. We don't form the liturgy. Like The liturgy is composed by saints, holy popes, great men, martyrs, like the liturgy of St. John Chrysostom, the liturgy of St. Basil, the liturgy of St. James, right? Like the Roman Rite, St. Leo, St. Ambrose, St. Jerome, St. Damasus, St. Gregory the Great. These are the formators of liturgy, not liturgical committees voting on things. Here are some of the adaptations, some of the suggestions here. Incense. The proposed changes include, let me make sure that y'all can all see this. Yeah, you can. The proposed changes include, in the first instance, some variants of the incensor or incensor service. Cardinal Arismendi explains that the incensation makes her a layman, man or woman, but she does what the priest usually does. In this case, the priest blesses the incense, and it is not he who incenses the altar, the Christ, the images, the offerings, but the layman. That is ordinarily done by them outside of Mass, and we assume it in the liturgy. So what you're saying here is the traditional received practice that comes from the Old Testament by which the priest offered incense at the altar of God, for details see Exodus and Leviticus, when John the Baptist's father, who was a priest, received the vision and the message from the angel, he as a priest was offering incense in the temple, which was his priestly duty. We are now taking that away from the priest, and we're giving it to a layman or a lay woman. That's what's being suggested here. And what they don't understand is that the the incensing of the altar and the role of incense in the divine liturgy derives from the New Testament. It's a biblical thing. If you read the book of Revelation, the apocalypse, you see that the altar in heaven has the Lamb of God on it, Jesus Christ. And surrounding that altar are presbyters, 24 presbyters. The word priest comes from the Greek word presbyter. Presbyter means elder, older man. Comes to mean priest in English. These 24 presbyters are offering incense at the altar. It is a priestly function. They are wearing vestments, these 24 presbyters. They are offering the incense. The incense is the prayer of the saints. If you want to learn all about that, I have a best-selling book, Antichrist and Apocalypse. It'll walk you through the entire book of Revelation. Signed copies available at patreon.com forward slash Marshall. 
So the Mayan mass is going to change not just the Novus Ordo liturgy, it's going to change the theology, the imagery, and the pattern that is currently in heaven right now. And we know that because we read it in the Apocalypse. It's going to take the incensing of the altar, which is a sacerdotal or presbyteral function of the priest, and give it to the layman. And so I submit that to you today. Is that a good idea? We rewrite the liturgy, because when you rewrite the liturgy, you rewrite the faith. Going back into, and I'll do a couple comments and questions here, so hang on. Okay, so that's the incense. The next thing is the main layman. The appointment of the main layman would also be incorporated as an addition to the new ritual. Its function will be to guide community prayer when appropriate. Bishop Emeritus of San Cristobal de las Casas clarified that the principal is a layman, man or woman. See where they're going with this. Get ready for your deaconettes. Who in communities is tasked with praying for the community. It is a traditional position and is ordinarily called that by tradition and is chosen by the community because it is trusted. So now we're going to add into the Mayan mass. We're going to add in this idea of a principal or the main layman or laywoman, and their job will be to lead and guide the prayers of the community. And once again, if you read the Old Testament, you read the New Testament, it is the role of the priest, the presbyter, the bishop, and the deacon to lead and guide the prayers of the community. This has never been done. It's never been done in the Old Testament. It's never been done in the New Testament. It is not what we see in the Apocalypse. It is not what we see in the book of Acts. It is not what we see in the epistles of St. Paul. This is entirely novel. It is new. I would say it is fake. This ain't it. If you want to know how the apostles prayed, go read the Eastern rites of the liturgy, of the divine liturgy. Go read the ancient Roman rite. That is Christian worship. And never, when Rome evangelized the peoples of the earth, never did they say, oh, Mayans have a layman who leads people in prayer? Let us totally rewrite the Roman rite, so that we can incorporate this. Never. Never. All right, let's go on to the other, another change in the Mayan rite. Ritual dance. Get that Mayan groove on. Thanksgiving after communion. On some occasions, Thanksgiving is performed with a ritual dance. Light movements of the body, accompanied by instrumental music from the place, the document states. What I want to know is why is it light movements? That's just kind of like, like, 
It's kind of chill, light. I mean, why not get psyched up, pumped up? What if that's what the community wants? What if that is the indigenous indigenous pattern? That's what they want. That means you got to do what they want because it's indigenous? No. This whole thing is madness. And why, after you receive the second person of the Trinity, Jesus Christ, true God and true man, you receive the Eucharist, you're going to go and get your groove on and start dancing? That doesn't make sense. Taste and see that the Lord is good. Do you think that the Virgin Mary, mother of God, Theotokos, when she received communion, then she started doing light movements of dance? No, no. Because she was of the tribe of Judah, right? She knew how to properly worship. They didn't even like saying the name of God so as not to profane the name of God. Now, the Jesuit watching is going to say, yeah, but Taylor, it's like in the Old Testament, people were like dancing around and David was dancing and he was just, yeah, but David also took off his clothes, right? And it was an inspirational moment and David received his own individuated covenant called the Davidic covenant, right? These things are not normative. There's all kinds of amazing, radical, unusual things that happen in the Old Testament. But the normative way for people, you know, when they brought a sacrifice to God and they slayed the sacrifice and had the burnt offering and ate some of the flesh and received the absolution of their sins, they didn't just sort of like start dancing, right? Or saying, hey, priest, let me do the incense as a layman. That would be cool. No, there is a proper ordered way of worshiping God. I was reading St. Thomas Aquinas today. St. Thomas Aquinas talks about the sin of superstition. And the sin of superstition is not just, you know, Ouija boards and magic crystals and all this divination. It's also the improper approach to God, the improper worship of God to excess. That also is superstition according to St. Thomas Aquinas. And I think that might apply here with the Mayan mass. Is this superstition? I'm going to open it up to some comments and some questions from the live. I'm streaming right now, Twitter, Facebook, and of course, good old YouTube. I want to hear from you about the Mayan mass. Do we need a Mayan mass? And then here's the, here's the real question. If we're going to have the Mayan mass, right, why not have the hip-hop mass? I've been saying this for years. You liberals, you Jesuits, you want to be groovy, you want to be kicking it with the youth, reaching people where they're at, then you got to have that Drake mass. Get those Drake beats. you got to have that Sa- 21 Savage you got to get who else is out there right now? Cardi, uh, Cardi B, all these, all these hit sounds. Get that yay. 
mass. Country mass. Country music is popular in the South. We need the country mass. We need the polka mass. What else do we need? If we're going to do it right and make everybody feel at home, what else do we need? We got the hip-hop mass. Uh, the electric synth mass. We're going to need that. The lo-fi mass. We're going to need that lo-fi, just those chill beats. 55 minutes for that Novus Ordo mass, lo-fi mass. Where does it end? All right, going into your comments and into your questions. Uh, Oblivion says, Psy trance mass, let's go. I mean, why not? If we're going indigen to indi do indigenous cultures and all that, uh, Alice says, don't give them any ideas, right? Daniel, our moderator, says, death metal mass. Why not? If Mayan is cool, everything should be cool. Mumble rap mass. Everybody's coming up with these ideas. Hopefully no one in Rome is listening to this. Palmina says, new country or old country. Why not both? We can have the Willie Nelson mass, and then we can have the Dixie Chicks mass. Let's just do them both. You got the, if you're out in the country and you're kind of older, we got the 8 a.m. mass. That's your Waylon Jennings mass. And then if you want to come at 11, we've got your, I don't know who is it going to be, uh, George Strait mass. Pick, pick what your culture is, and we're going to cater to everyone's culture. Joel says, 80 cent mass. Sorry, as much as I love my Yamaha DX7, just know. This can all be summed up as man-focused or worse instead of being God-centered. God exactly. Thank you for that. Are we God-centered or are we man-centered? The very fact that they turn the altar around to face man for the majority of the liturgy says, this liturgy is now man-centered. And once you make that pivot, once you make that turn, it's going to be man-centered. Now you're going to start saying, well... We should have a Mayan mass. We should have a mariachi mass. We should have the polka mass. We should have mumble rap mass. And it never ends. And this is why people are leaving in mass. People are leaving the Novus Ordo world and they are funneling into traditional Latin mass, funneling into the Eastern rites. People are giving up and abandoning the Novus Ordo because... It's like a wax nose. You can bend it up. You can bend it down, left, right, wherever you want. You can even take it off, put it over there. It's formless. And we know that one of the basic principles of Catholic theology and natural law is that reality and creation is ordered by the Logos, the Word of God, Jesus Christ. There is to be order. There is to be symmetry. There is to be harmony. There is to be symphony. That all of that, that proper tonality is in line with the eternal logos, who is Jesus Christ. By the way, if you're watching or listening today, please make sure that you subscribe. The subscribe button got really little. There it is. Now it's big. Make sure you subscribe. Share it. Give it the thumbs up and uh, follow on Instagram. Back to your comments and back to your questions. 
Jim Mass. Yeah, I mean, why not, uh, you know, American Ninja Warrior Mass? People like that. Why not? Our Lady of Guadalupe placed under the bus. Exactly. Why not go back to what worked? True devotion to the Blessed Virgin Mary. No gimmicks. All those people at traditional Latin Mass, and they converted because of the love of that miraculous image, Our Lady of Guadalupe. Here's Douglas. When I was confirmed as a Catholic at the Easter Vigil in 2019, one of the things that attracted me among many was I thought the church doesn't change much. Every time I turn around, something changes. Exactly, Douglas. And you're right, Douglas. Don't let people say that you're crazy. You're noticing what's going on. If you had gone to Mass in the year 700 in Rome, and you had gone to Mass in the year 1900 in Rome, there would be so little difference. The words would be the same, except for certain things. I know people are going to come on here and they say, well, the offertory prayers weren't yet in place in 700, Taylor. Okay, I'll grant you that. But what else? The Agnus Day comes in around 600, 700s. Other than that, everything is pretty much in place. And yet now, every single year and season, month and week, we got to have a remix. <laughs> remix all the time. Thank you for the like, Mary. Appreciate you. Appreciate you. People are saying, what should we do to stop the Mayan sacrifices? That'd be bad. Yeah, I mean, here's another one for you. If Mayans understand sacrifice as, you know, you saw the, you saw the movie Apocalypto, Mel Gibson's Apocalypto. Why not build the altar at church looking like that? Because that's what Mayans understand an altar to look like. Where does the madness stop? If this is an altar for Mayans, let's make altars for Mayans. That could be an Aztec. I'm not sure. I think that's Mayan, though. You know? All man-made, says Kass. Suzanne Horn says, sometimes we have a bilingual mass that lasts longer than an hour. The music is Novus Ordo and Spanish type music. We go to a different church when this happens. Yeah, because why do we have... See, here's the thing. Before Vatican II, you could get Polish, German, Vietnamese, English, American, Mexican, put them all in the same mass, and it all worked. It was brilliant. It was fantastic. Give a like if you agree with that. Every, when I go to Rome, I go to Trinita in Rome. There's Germans, there's Portuguese, Spanish, Asian people all over, and we are all praying together in Latin. Might be different accents. The French sound a little different. You know, the French, when they do the Latin, they kind of fall off on those endings. Not surprising. Whatever. It worked. It was beautiful. You could get a Catholic from Japan, a Catholic from Brazil, 
and a Catholic from Hawaii, they could all go to the same mass. You could get, you could have a high mass, you could have a priest from Germany, and then another priest serving as deacon from Nigeria, and then another priest from Mexico serving as subdeacon. They could do an entire solemn high mass together, and it would all work perfectly. Perfect. After Mass, those three guys couldn't even talk to each other. They'd go out to lunch, they wouldn't even know what to say to each other, different languages, different cultures. But when they came together at the altar, it just all clicked and it worked. What a beautiful witness to the prudence and the power of the Holy Spirit. And yet it was fractured and destroyed in the 1960s, in the 1970s, and we're still looking at the fractured mirror. John says, the Catholic faith is in ruins. It's time to get back to the original Latin Mass. I would, I would like to make a clarification and a correction here, John. The Catholic faith is never in ruins. The Catholic faith is the Catholic faith, is the Catholic faith, is the Catholic faith. It never changes. What's in ruins is the leadership and the hierarchy and the personnel. Total ruins, complete, not complete, almost complete obliteration. You've got monkeys up at the steering wheel trying to drive this thing. But the Catholic faith, and that's the engine, right? Can't tamper. The Catholic faith is pure and good, true, beautiful. Catholic faith has never changed. It's the clowns who are telling you that it changed. And I agree. Time to get back to the original Latin Mass. Amen and amen, brother. <laughs> the comment of the day here from Dan, he says, when the Mayan priest says, Sursum Corda, run away. Why? Because Sursum Corda means lift up your hearts. We lift them up to the Lord. And if a Mayan says, lift up your hearts, you've seen Apocalyptic Mel Gibson. They cut out that heart and then he lifts it up like a host to the sky God so he can get some rain. By the way, have you noticed that Hillary Clinton and Joe Biden, all the talking head liberals, are saying MAGA Republicans have made it hot outside. MAGA Republicans started forest fires. Really? In, in the last four or five years, MAGA Republicans have created so much pollution and problems in the world that we're having these massive global changes, which aren't, don't even exist, really. It's just like the ancient indigenous pagans. You find this in Europe. You find this in Persia. You find this in Africa. You find this with the Mayans and the Aztecs. The whole idea that it's not raining, our crops are dying, we're dying, the gods are mad at us, so let's kill some people, and that'll appease them. But yeah, I like this. Dan Simpson, man, you're my favorite commentator today. When the Mayan priest says, Sir Simcorda, lift up your hearts, run away. Love it. Thank you, sir. All right. Well, all I got to say is I'm going to resist any indigenous whatever. 
We don't need, here they are back on the screen, we don't need ritual dance. We don't need a main layman or laywoman principal at the liturgy. Don't want that. And, and we don't need a layman doing the incense. Priests can do it just great. What really is the theology here? If priests have been offering incense to the entire Old Testament and the entire New Testament for the last 2,000 years, why do we suddenly need a layman to do it? Because Mayans? What? What? I guarantee you almost every pre-Christian pagan culture had lay people doing all kinds of cultic stuff. That doesn't mean you bring it into the liturgy. All right. Let's pray in our Father. We'll pray it in Latin. We'll be, we'll be so Eurocentric. We'll pray it in Latin. Oremus, nomine Patris et Fidi et Spiritus Sancti. Amen. Pater noster, qui es in celi, sanctificetur nomen tuum, adveniat regnum tuum, fiat voluntas tua, secut in cello et in terra. Panem nostrum quotidianum da nobis hodie, et dimite nobis debita nostra, sicut et nos dimitimus debitoribus nostris, et ne nos inducas in tentationem, sed libera nos malo. Amen. Nomine Patris et Fidi et Spiritus Sancti. Amen. Thanks for watching, friends. If you want to avoid your local indigenous nonsense liturgy or whatever, and you want to move, you want to move to a place where you can get the traditional Latin Mass, maybe an Eastern Rite, you want to get good Catholic schools, you want to be in a community where people have the same values, I encourage you to contact realestateforlife.org. Realestateforlife.org is people of the same mind as you. They can help you sell your house wherever you are in the world and buy your house, a new house, in another part of the world. They have helped dozens and dozens of people who watch the Dr. Taylor Marshall podcast. So go to realestateforlife.org and click on Dr. Taylor Marshall Show. Let them know I sent you there. And they can help you begin a new journey, a new chapter in your life. If you want to take online courses with me, go to nsti.com. We're doing summer enrollment right now, and we're going to start filming some new courses on apocalyptic studies. We have courses on the Latin Mass, philosophy, Thomas Aquinas, Augustine, Old Testament, New Testament, apologetics. It's all there. There are 10 courses waiting for you, taught by me. I will help you become a confident Catholic and walk you through these difficult topics. Go to nsti.com and sign up today. Thanks for watching today. Remember our Lord Jesus Christ is you're the light of the world and the salt of the earth. So go out there and be salty. God bless and Godspeed. Thanks for watching the Dr. Taylor Marshall podcast.